Welcome to the Get Back to Business podcast, where independent small business owners take center stage and consumers are empowered to shop local with values. I'm your host, Brooke Joyner, co-founder and CEO of Back to Business, the first of its kind, values-based, independent, local small business directory. If you prefer to do business on your terms and shop according to your core values, then stay tuned. Welcome to the Get Back to Business podcast. Today, I'm joined by Kurt Heidi of Heidi International Mortgage. Kurt, thank you so much for joining us today. It's my pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me, Brooke. Of course. And as I understand it, you are the best mortgage broker in the world. So I could not be more thrilled to have you on and share all of the good mortgage um, wisdom that you have. So thank you very much. Well, we are international, so therefore we can be the best mortgage company in the whole wide world. <laughs> See, I believe it. I totally believe it. So, <laughs> so tell us, Kurt, how did you, you know, get involved in this industry, which we've all been hearing so much about lately? Well, wow, that's a long, that's a long answer. Um, I started out of college with an accounting degree and decided I didn't want to be an accountant. So I thought to myself, what can I do for a living? Uh-huh. And I decided that anything to do with money would be a good idea. So I started selling life insurance with John Hancock Life Insurance oh. Company. And I did so well that the home office invited me to come to the uh, to Boston and train with them. And they put oh. me in the marketing management program. And that program only takes 10 people from all over the world to, to be trained by John Hancock. It's part of the, the Xerox management training program. Wow. Wow. Um, it's a two-year program, high intensity. We lost two people from ulcers, to be honest with you. It's uh, constant work. Uh, you had to work through the weekends, and it was two years. Uh, I did graduate from the program, and then they, when you get done, you're supposed to be one of the future executives of the company. You're the training you to be one of the future executives. They asked me what I wanted to do. I said, you know, I really like the mortgage division the most. So like I had the taste of every single division that the company had and had been out to San Francisco and up and down the East Coast being trained by different agencies and so forth. So I'd like to be in the mortgage business. So I started in the mortgage business about 1984, I think it was. Might have been 1986. I don't remember. But uh, and I've been in the mortgage business ever since. OK, um, I've been I've worked with John Hancock for several years. I have I've had my own company twice. I've had um up to 25 employees working for me and i've also worked from some small savings and loans and big mortgage companies small mortgage companies 35 plus years in this business wow so you've really seen the market all of the conditions that you know we you know people talk about when it was very high when it's very low now people think it's high but it's nothing compared to what it was so you've been along for the ride all those years Yes, I have. I started in the mortgage business when fixed rate mortgages were at 10 and 5 eighths percent. Adjustable rates were at 7 and 5 eighths percent. I actually wow. still have my, my mortgage payment booklet. <laughs> and I had oh, highlighted 7 percent. I thought, to myself, wow, wouldn't it be great if we could just get to 7? <laughs> and uh, I saw rates on, on average decline my whole career. And uh, this is the first real uptick we've seen since I've been in the business. 
Well, and it was so crazy in what, 22, 20, well, 20, 21, they were so low. Yeah. You had never, had you ever seen them that low before? Um, no, when I was working at a savings loan years ago, I, uh, I was in the, they actually portfolioed all their own loans. And so they had paper folders and so forth. And I was looking through some of the older accounts. There were accounts that they had on, on, um, mortgages for that were at 4% interest. And I thought we'll never see that rate ever again. And in fact, we got under 4% for quite some time. Yes. I'm not sure we're going to get back to 4%. I seem to think that we will. I, my, my understanding of how the markets work, we should probably somewhere between five and 6%. It was unheard of to be below four. I was doing mortgages on a 15 year fixed rates at one. Wow. 1%. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, well, I don't know if we're going to see it again. People seem to think that they will come back, but based on my experience, I'm not sure it will, but then again, what do I know? <laughs> well, it sounds like you know a lot. And, you know, it's nice. I think there are a lot of kind of newer mortgage brokers that out there, they have their predictions. But it's really special to speak with someone who has the longevity in the industry and can, you know, speak to some of these things. You know, you were reviewing folders from even decades before. And so that's amazing to me. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about maybe a, a client that you had that maybe had a unique situation. I think most people are pretty familiar with the mortgage process. Could you share about a unique situation that you kind of helped a client solve? Oh boy. Uh, I don't know. Thousands. <laughs> are they, are they all unique and, and complicated? <laughs> every, every, every application is unique in its own way. There's no cookie cutter loan. Everybody has their own personal issues that we have to work with them. So uh, you could have a W-2. The easiest person would be that would have a W-2 job and all their money is saved and they did it all themselves. You know, they have a dog and two cats, that kind of a thing. Those people don't really exist that much uh -huh. anymore. Um, everybody's got some kind of an issue going on and we have to work around them. Um, I'm seeing that people are more more conservative with their credit than they were back in 2009 when everybody was borrowing money like crazy because it was so cheap to get. Okay. So easy to get is a better way to put it. Right. Um, more people are concerned, but I am seeing an uptake with the younger people that they're borrowing money again. Uh, credit card debt at 29% interest is not a good idea. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I see is they buy a car before they try to buy a house. Please don't buy a car before you buy a house. It can cost you a lot more than you think it's going to cost you. And I've got some videos on my website just on that subject alone. Your old car looks wonderful in your new house in the garage. <laughs> well, and let's talk a little bit about the, the video content that you're creating because you're kind of giving some of the knowledge that you have out Um can you share where can we find some more of that wisdom online? You can find my wisdom. That's what I'm calling it. <laughs> I don't it. see it that way. I'm <laughs> just trying to help people. What I'm trying to do is put out videos that are helpful. Uh, you'll notice that they're not salesy at all. I'm not trying to do, I would love the people to work with of me, course. but I'm trying to help them understand 
the impact of credit, use of credit, down payments, where to get your money from. There's government programs that help with down payment, and there's uh, but there's income limitations and things like that. Right, right. Um, credit's extremely important. Down payment can be saved from various sources. Um, job history is really important. It's funny, I can get an approval for a person uh, within a, as an executive of a giant company and they could lose their job tomorrow and then we can't get the loan for them. I mean, the loan will close, but then they have trouble. But there's other people out there that um, have been in business for a very long time, but their accountant's really aggressive. So we don't show an income and those people you would know would probably have a better chance of making their mortgage payments than an executive who just lost his job just after closing. Um, uh, because of my accounting background, I'm very good at reviewing tax returns. I can pull money out of the tax returns that are, that are available for mortgage qualifications. And I also, oh, okay. because of my tax background, or should say my accounting background, I can talk to tax advisors and say, okay, look, if you're going to be filing for taxes, let's talk about what kind of deductions you should be taking this year versus ones that if you took would hurt your client as far as qualifying. So, you know, my background helps with that kind of knowledge and advice. So kind of on the front end, you help them yeah. plan to be prepared to apply for the mortgage. What we do is now when a client meets me, maybe it's a better way to answer the question that you had earlier. When a client meets me, I go through with them on the telephone, what we need from them, their basic numbers. How much money do you make? How much money do you have to work with? How good is your credit? Then I give them a basic number baseline to work with. From there, I also explain to them that it's really important. I'm gonna send you a checklist. I'm gonna ask to, so I can take a look at your credit. We do a, what is called a soft pull credit report, which does not hurt their credit score. So I can see what, what their credit looks like. Okay. If there's issues on the credit report, like a lot of debt, I can make it, I can give them advice as to, instead of putting a large amount of money down, use some of the money to pay off some debt so you qualify for a larger home that you really want rather than one you settled for. Um, and then I send them a checklist of documents. I say, send me back these documents. Let me have this all analyzed. I'll start the approval process while you're looking for your home. And I can get them actually pre-approved before they even found the house. That way, when they actually go to contract, I can have an approval in a few days and they can be ready to close. Right. So it, it puts them at a strong advantage as far as getting ready to close. I've got I've got clients waiting to close for two weeks. They're, they're, they're set, ready to go, and I'm not even going to close for two weeks. Sometimes we can get the closing dates moved up. It can happen so fast. But they have to get me their stuff up front while they're looking for their homes. It works. <laughs> they walk away really happy with the closing. Just instead of getting an application and then start asking question after question. What's this for? What's this for? Why did you do this? Where did this deposit money come from? How come you had, what's this issue on your tax returns? Is your business paying for these expenses? No, I have to get all that stuff answered. And uh, you know, a simple thing like my mother gave me $50,000 to help me buy the house. Okay. When did she give you the money? She just gave it to me yesterday. Now I have to document where that came from. That can take time because I have to get a gift letter from the mother. I have to show proof of where the funds come from. That's federal law. If you told me about that in the beginning when we were doing the process, I have all that worked out already and it won't be an issue. Right. People think they have 30 days to close or even 45 days to close. They have plenty of time. It's not a lot of time. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's really not. It's really not. <laughs> There's a lot of work to be done. So, you know, you had sent out some uh, material about point by like essentially buying down the rate. Could you talk about how that works? Yes, absolutely. What I'm trying to pe help people understand is that down payment is not the best way, or I should say not the only way to reduce your monthly payments. When you put some money towards the actual interest rate, your actual payments can be even lower than they would if you put more large or larger down payment down. So in effect, you're lowering the cost of borrowing your money by putting some money up front. It's called discounting the interest rate. So you're paying prepaid interest in the very beginning of the loan, which lowers your cost of interest, which lowers your payments. And you can either increase the amount of money that you want to borrow to buy a new home or simply just lower your payment. Yes. I think in an example that I did on an $800,000 house, it was about a five or $600 difference in payment just by using the same money in a different way to reduce the interest rate. That's thousands and thousands of dollars that you can save over the term of the loan. So what I'm trying to get people to do is instead of negotiating on the purchase price of a home, maybe consider giving them a full price for the home, but have the seller pay some of your discount fees instead of reducing his price, because that money can then be used to reduce your interest rate permanently for the term of a loan, and that's hundreds of thousands of dollars in savings versus just taking 20 or $30,000 off the top of the purchase price. The seller also gets a tax deduction. If they allow you, if they pay those points for you, that's a cost of, of uh, selling the home. So it's not a, just a reduction, it's a cost of selling the home. So it's now tax deductible to the seller. So everybody wins. Mm -hmm. See, this kind of strategy, I think, is definitely like what more people need to know about. And I think it's one of the benefits of, of working with you, you know, not all mortgage brokers or mortgage companies, especially the big guys, are going to be offering these types of strategies, to, which are real solutions for consumers, right? Especially in a difficult market that we see in modern day in the last 10 years as a difficult market um, to be to be a buyer. I, I was going to say it also helps a first time home buyer because they're trying to get the best deal for themselves and not realizing that the interest rate could actually be the best deal for them instead of down payment. If you're looking at an FHA borrower right now, they're looking at three and a half percent down. They don't have more money to put down towards the interest rate or anything like that. They're scraping everything they can. So when they negotiate with the seller, instead of negotiate on the purchase price, say, listen, we want to offer you, I don't know, looking at a $400,000 house, we want to offer you $350 or $360 for the house. And the seller is going to negotiate with them on the price. Instead, don't offer them full price you can say i'll give you give me um 460 or 475 or 375 whatever and now the seller's not reducing his purchase price that much he's making more money but he's paying your closing costs so now you can go instead of having say if fha right now i quoted somebody five and seven eighths of the day so you could probably get it down into the fours and now you've got an interest rate in the four percent range when everybody's talking with the same money Wow. And that's going to save you a lot more money than getting the seller to reduce the price. 
So yeah, those those are the types of things that can make a real difference. Absolutely. Yeah, those are the things that can make a real difference for families. So I mean, that's amazing. And so can you tell a little bit how, you know, staying up to date, obviously, your industry kind of is changing, we hear it in the news a lot, how do you stay up to date? And um, so that you are informed to be advising your clients as to the best strategies? I have several services I get information from, and the lenders that I work with also send me updates about what's happening with programs and what's happening with interest rates and what the Federal Reserve's doing and everything else. And in all honesty, it's almost impossible to predict what's going to be happening. There are so many factors involved. I have a video on my website saying the most important thing in negotiating interest rate is you, because you really don't have any control over what's happening as far as the market is concerned. The Fed can change interest rates. The market can interpret something that's going on. There could be a war happening someplace. They might be paying attention to the job market instead of what the Federal Reserve says. I mean, I got a report this morning that has like, they always have like 15 different factors that are affecting what's going on with interest rates. Wow. My advice to people with that is don't listen to all the noise. Pay attention to what you can control. You can control your interest rate by having really good credit. And how do you have really good credit? There's some basic things. Keep your credit card debt under 30% of what you have available to you. Pay off your pay off your debt every single month. Don't carry balances. And again, if you're paying 29% interest on your credit card, you're getting killed. Okay. You just you just bought a if you just bought something for hundred dollars, you just paid $129 for it. Just an interest if you just carry that debt. So most people aren't paying that off. The other just thing for is one month of carrying yeah, it, right? Uh, <laughs> You should carry some kind of a balance of, let's say, installment loans, credit card debt, um, and some other minor kinds of credit. It also includes how much you have available to you and how much you use, how new are your accounts. Generally, if you have accounts that open for more than 12 months, those accounts rate higher than accounts that you just recently opened. Um, So it's a mix of things, but the most important thing is Pay your debts on time and if, and keep your keep the idea that you don't have a thousand dollars to borrow on your credit card. You only have three hundred. That keeps you under thirty percent of your available funds, and you'll get a better score that way. So that's why I keep telling, saying everybody, it's okay. not the only thing in the world, but it's yeah. extremely important in trying to qualify for a mortgage. Well, this has been so wonderful, Kurt. Thank you for sharing some of your wisdom with us and. Um, we will have all of your contact information in the description of the podcast so that folks can get in touch with you. Now, do you service only clients in, in Boca Del Rey area or where, where all can you help clients? We actually cover the whole state. I work, I'm working with clients right now in Tampa and St. Pete. Uh, we have a very good foreign national base. Our programs, we have nine different programs for foreign nationals. So if they want to come to the United States and buy a piece of property, they should be calling me because we have lots of options for them. Yes, that's a big deal. We're set up really well for foreign nationals and the best financing possible. So okay. we're really great with first-time home buyers. I could, we walk them through, hold their hand, tell them, explain everything. And one of the things that I'm very proud of is our communication. Mm. We constantly tell people what's going on. We'll call them up. I say, I'm going to call you up. I'm going to say, 
Brooke, I'm going to send you an email. I just sent you an email. Here's what the email says. Be prepared. If you have any questions, give me a call back. I also make myself available all the time. Try not to call me at 3 o'clock in the morning, but <laughs> I always take phone calls. So if you need something, if you're really worried about something, if you're laying in bed and you're worried about it and you need to call me right away, call me. I'll go through it with you. But you shouldn't be worried because we, we're very good about communicating what, what's going to happen, how the process works. And then when you walk away, you're, you're walking away with a big smile on your face. And then you give us a five-star review and everybody else can see how good we, we treated you. Then everybody knows how good with you were treated and you didn't walk away frustrated and angry. And our mortgage company, our mortgage business, that kind of reputation. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. Like I said, we'll have all the contact information in, in the show notes. So for listeners who are either probably in the market for a mortgage or working in the real estate world, definitely should give you a call um, and be referring you business because you are the best mortgage company in the whole wide world. (laughs) (laughs) That's our goal. Thank you so much, Kurt. This has been a real pleasure. All right, Brooke. Thanks very much for having us. The Get Back to Business podcast is brought to you by Back to Business the first of its kind values-based independent local small business directory that helps small business owners to cut through the noise and empowers consumers to shop local with values. Visit our website to become a consumer and create your listing if you're a business owner. www.getbackthenumber2business.com That's getbacktobusiness.com Back to business, where you can shop local with values.